Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, Episode 779, The King's Woman. <laughs> fair? Yeah, yeah, no, totally fair. So uh, I guess let's, uh, before we get too far afield, go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this, this is, oh, sorry, ah, I was going to introduce you. I was, nice oh, okay. going to introduce you. One, about hey, me. by episode 800, we might maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll finally get the rotation thing. This is Tom, and joining us... Yeah, this is Steve. Hi, Steve. <laughs> Hello. We'll, we'll fix all that in post, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. It'll <laughs> yeah. all be... It'll be nice and smooth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, now. So before we dig in, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. Spotify, you should throw that one out oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just re-signed a $250 million deal for three years. <laughs> God. Is that get a that was us, right? Can you come, can, how come like, nobody needed mine or Joe's signature? Yeah. Like, what is, Weird. What's, what's going on <laughs> well, here? Well, first of all, if we get a deal for $250 million, do you want me to wait or do you want me to sign <laughs> no, that contract? sign that some bitch. <laughs> If we get a deal for one million, do you want me to wait or do you no, want me to sign the contract? Sign it. It's better than negative thousands. Just put of an X on it. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, so much money. It yeah. is. How much? I mean, I just think it's honestly, crazy. How much ad revenue? Like, well, and the how crazy is that thing profitable? Is, but Spotify is like, we have to lay off nineteen thousand people, and then Joe Rogan, Joe here's two hundred and fifty yeah. million. It's like, but I mean, like, how hmm. many? I don't even honestly. I don't know how. It's kind of like Netflix, like digital streaming. Right. Like, I don't yeah. know what their numbers are, yeah, but no how one, do you how do you quantify? That? I mean, Rogue. Well, you quantify it by CPM. So Rogan is, um, I mean, he's almost always the number one podcast. That's true. Ev- even when he was uh, like, was private? he a ground floor guy, or was he after like the? 
Or was I he mean, one of the he wasn't. Ones? He wasn't like the people. One of the people doing podcasts in like two thousand two, like Corolla. But but he's pretty early. It's pretty early. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he's pretty early. Like, I remember it was Corolla and Kevin Smith. Let's just yeah. put it this way: he had hair when the podcast <laughs> started. <laughs> but um, he was still doing news radio. But but <laughs> so that. like his show's almost always number one, and it's only available on Spotify. At that's the true. So like that's. I mean that. I mean he's basically doing that with one arm tied behind his back. Yeah. Right. That's fair. And. And and I am not a Rogan guy, but yeah, but I mean you can't deny the numbers. And then on top of it, from an advertising standpoint, most podcasts are like forty five minutes to an hour. Sure, not this one. No, but uh, trust me, we find out about it. Yeah, but um, but so but his is three hours and it's daily. So is it really daily? three hours Isn't it daily? I thought that was daily. Oh, I, I never paid no attention. Idea. I don't pay no, attention to it. I don't know about that. I Are they really? So. They, do those pods really go three hours? They're like yeah. I know they're three hours. They're three hours. I don't think they're daily. I I really don't. I thought it was he was doing it like a radio show. Mm-mm. Oh man. no, I think they're either weekly or a he couple reminds of week me. Or he something. reminds me a lot of Stern, in that like I don't really care about what he has to say in between the interview, but for whatever oh, reason, two episodes a week. Okay, yeah, so, still that's but, a lot. That's is, a lot yeah. of content. And yeah. he makes a lot of money. But he keep in mind, three hours, two hours a week, that's like doing six episodes a week. So that's from true. an ad inventory standpoint, yeah. he's creating a lot of content. So there's a lot of so his CPMs are high, which is cost per thousand. Mm-hmm. So um so he has high CPMs and he's got a long show and he's doing it twice a week. So he has a lot more ad inventory and he gets a ton of listeners. That's, yeah, true. That's true. But he he reminds me like I have no interest in what Stern has to say outside of an interview. Yeah. But for whatever reason, yeah. Stern and he Rogan gets people he to gets talk. people to start they, talking. That, that's the thing is they don't like when you go on those shows, you know you're going to be talking about stuff. You don't go in and the publicist doesn't say don't talk about this. Don't like if you go on, you know they're going to ask you questions. And I've said that for a long time. Stern is one of the best interviewers Absolutely. around because mm-hmm. people just feel comfortable. Like they they go there and he just asks them and they're compelled to say whatever. And that man, that would be so good. In private parts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So good. So uh, anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, shameless plugs. Don't forget, you can find us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, don't forget, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content, and we like you extra. Did you record something? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So we've got the latest episode is the Thor episode. We've got two more in our Marvel Phase 1. And Matt and I recorded a box office of 2023 recap. So if you're missing the box office report, we did like an hour, 20 minutes. Uh, that was our quick 30-minute episode. It was, <laughs> was an hour and 30 minutes on the box office report. So go uh, sign up for Patreon. Check it out. And there's a ton of stuff on there. Okay. You're a regular Joe Rogan. There you yeah, go, right? Without the listenership or if the Kevin money. If Kevin can find certain files, maybe Steve Kelly will show up on our Patreon. Episode. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm still, I've, I've teased it before, but Tom and I did a test pilot for real spoilers over 10 years ago, and I just have no idea where I it have is. no recollection of having <laughs> Tom done that. It was remember. just the two of you? Yeah. It was before you were ever I don't. Are you, are you sure maybe you can't find that file because it doesn't exist? <laughs> uh, you came over and recorded in the basement. We did one of those dollar store movies because our original podcast idea, if you, the listeners haven't heard this before, was to get those dollar store movies that are public domain yeah. Yeah. and they're dollar DVDs and, and no one's ever heard of them, but they have like Frank Sinatra's in them or right. Bob Hope or whatever. Uh, and uh, we were going to just like not riff on them, but we we're going to review movies no like one's dollar, ever heard we of. Were, we were going to call it dollar store DVDs. Yeah. Uh, 
trade market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Tom came over and do you remember mini PCs? This no. is called like an EEEPC. Yeah. yeah, I remember those. Those tiny little things. And uh, we had, I think, one microphone hooked up between the two of us. I don't think we had two at that point. And we reviewed. It was so it would have been whatever. We just gathered around it like Paul McCartney and George Harrison <laughs> exactly. on the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. That's and, when we fell in love. And, uh, <laughs> it's good. It's good. And I've checked. I have two of those little mini PCs and one of them someone gave to me and I'm like did I end up recording it after I got that one or I have my original still and the files just aren't on the hard drive well, you know I'm, we did episodes, oh thank god right? you and I did like two guys one one remote those were on review STL I think were those they were on the review STL okay. feed yeah uh, but yeah we, we did yeah two guys one remote <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty funny That's name. That's a good title. Uh, yeah. I it still works. And we both, yeah, we, and, and Only God Forgives broke us, though. No, we did. We Only God Forgives. Did we do a Keanu, the Keanu Reeves one, 47 Ronin? Did, he? did I, we? I just know that Only, that God, only forgives God Forgives was, a, was bad. Was a tough one. That was not a good movie. Because <laughs> Love Drive is a hard act to follow. It, so. And he did not follow it. <laughs> but, Veered uh, off course. Anyway, so. Like this podcast. Yes. Yeah. So there's there's a ton of Patreon content, and we're actually still looking for more from the archives. But for now, there's new stuff. Go check it out. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, finally, don't forget, you can watch all of these over on YouTube. Yeah. So we'd love to have you there, and you can stare into our. And Eyes. in Saltburn, Joe recreates the dance from the end, so make sure oh, to I tune in. I was gonna, like, and Kevin like, recreates the bathtub scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was the stand-in. I, I, <laughs> For who? For the bathtub. <laughs> I think that's worse <laughs> somehow. I got to tell you. I don't know. Pay is really well. You know, we, we should honestly, I know we've had sweatshirts and t-shirts. We should like have like limited edition t-shirts hearkening back to the things we have said. And the, the cum tub should absolutely have been a t-shirt for a very limited amount of time. I don't think anyone's going to walk around with you a t-shirt that? that says Come You don't tub. know that. You'd be unless, surprised. Unless, yeah, they're going to some sort of sex party. Elvis, Pre- Elvis Presley is a pedophile. Put yeah. that on a shirt. <laughs> Maybe we could make us some kind of double entendre. Hey, we, I'm sure we could. So that the Matt, fans would Matt know ba- what it means. Matt Bosler is very creative. This is a shirt that says, ha, ha, ha. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, so anyway, a picture, of a, picture, a picture of a peach pie. Hey, now yeah. wait a minute. That's what? the second time Tosh has stolen one of our jokes. Maybe he does listen. What did he steal? Remember, this time? because I sent Tom a clip because oh, Tom yeah. made the thing. I think in French uh, it goes like so it goes, ha, ha, ha. And yeah. I, go, I don't know if you could say that. And then I sent these guys a couple weeks ago. He made a Paul Walker joke, and I go, I think Tosh is a secret real spoilers oh, man. listener. How great would that be if he's like, by the way, <laughs> these are like I've some been stealing <laughs> our material <laughs> yeah. from years. I love if you haven't listened to. The ta- Daniel Tosh, who did Tosh.0, has a podcast called Tosh Show, and it's great. He interviews pretty much normal people. He interviews his chef, his car guy, his exercise. I've already woman. checked out when you're like, he interviewed his <laughs> normal chef guy and his, his car chef, yeah. guy. No, 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 but not celebrities. He interviews, but they're empo- like they're employees. They're, you know what I mean? And it's really interesting to hear their point of view, and he's just hilarious. So. <laughs> I had, uh, I mean, I will never be able to prove it, but... I had, do you know Andy Borowitz? He's a writer for the New Yorker. I don't. Okay, and so, but he's very well known. He was, I think, he was the co-creator of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, oh. So he's well. He's. Okay. I, Did he steal your story for that show? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Does he do something called the Borowitz Report? Yes. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. And uh, and I think he stole one of my jokes sometime one time, <laughs> and I don't know how. But so here's the joke, and here's what happened. So it was when. Trans- Allegedly, right? Is oh. that something? Because he seems like a real person. Well, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, and I said, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, fair. That's okay. fair. 
I it was when the Transformers Dark of the Moon came out. That's the oh, good, the good one, one, right? The yeah, third, the good one. Good yeah. One, yeah. And uh and in my review, this is when I was still writing reviews, so this was for Toasted Rav. Oh, that's how long yeah, ago man. it was. That's such a great name. And, and review STL at one point when yeah. Toasted Ravs went under, Tom yeah. was a writer for Review STL. I did, and then Steve, we started Started yeah. doing podcasts, and I was like, "Ah, it's easier to, to talk. hell with it." And I said, yeah. "Steve, can you write stuff?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it, so. I said in the, my review of trans, I said this is easily the best of the Transformers movies. I'm like, but that's kind of like being the smartest Kardashian. <laughs> it's right? a good joke. Yeah, and so he tweeted the new Transformers movie was a lot of fun. Saying it's the best of the three is like being the smartest Kardashian. So not only did he make hmm. the same joke, but he made it about the same thing. Hang on. Okay. But wait, there's more. <laughs> so I had a friend of mine. He left Dash Tom O'Keefe in the message <laughs> yeah. and forgot to delete that. And so I had a friend of mine tweet at him because I didn't even see it. This is sounding vaguely familiar of something that the real spoilers crew had to go through. Yeah. She, she tweeted at him and she's like. That line sounds very similar to the line in this review and linked to it, and then he deleted the tweet. Oh. Wow. Oh. Interesting. Now, I don't know Or maybe how. it was courtesy and didn't want to start. Maybe. You know what I mean? I maybe it could like, be. It could yeah. be. I, like, I don't know. Like In all fairness, I do not know how a guy from The New Yorker would read Toasted Rats. Would like, stumble across yeah. my review, right? I got to tell you. So but that being said, a- that's a high, That's a very specific reference. And and not only, like, I think a lot of people could land on the smartest Kardashian yeah, yeah, yeah. joke, like, but to make it about the exact same thing, yeah. that's where I'm like, ah, that's... Like, I, I, yeah. do, I do have a theory that, like, hire uh, big-time writers, artists, whoever... I think they might go to like, uh, let's look at this video. Places from, no one will look. Let's go to like yeah. this local club and hmm. look at this band that nobody's heard. I'll be like, that's a pretty good song. I, yeah. I I do worry about that all the time with even movie scripts or whatever. When things seem a little too familiar and you're like, how many people mm-hmm. are desperate for ideas and they yeah. take it from someone that will never, you know, that will just go, oh, man, that sucks. I had that idea. Never know. They were mm-hmm. the one. That it, just, it was it their sucks. idea. I mean, like we talk, like joke theft comes up a lot, right? Yeah, especially with stand-ups, people, man. Right? Like, that's, that's what that's, I mean. Yeah. If, you know, and if you see someone in a club, a little, and how do you then? Who did I yeah. just, there? Carlos Mencia popped back up about him stealing jokes from from people and like did it on stage and Rogan, Rogan, yeah. like Rogan jumped Rogan led the charge right. against him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that guy's career is over. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, hopefully, there's a director whose career is over after this movie. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen. But uh, so anyway, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in. God, I, this I, was I, a slog. This movie had no business being oh, two hours and twenty minutes. God. And what's frustrating about this movie? And overall, like I think I was okay with it. Yeah, but yeah, I like it was entertaining. But like this is a rollicking 90 minute movie jam packed into two hours and 20 minutes yeah like, I, I the the thing is that i was entertained by the movie but it was trying to do something that it that didn't land it was trying to be so clever mm-hmm. and do such so many reveals that it just fell flat whereas it could have been a very entertaining silly movie but without having to Ugh. pack it in like look at how clever we are and here's the thing is i think matthew vaughn who did Layer Cake, which I think is a fantastic mm-hmm. little flick. He was X-Men First Class. Guy Ritchie's he, cinematographer? Uh, second director? Okay, Maybe. second. But he comes from the Guy Ritchie school. Oh, assistant director, yep, yep. Yeah. But he 
he revitalized the X-Men franchise. Yeah. Like that that franchise is in the trash and then he does first class and it brings everything back. Um I think Kick-Ass for all of its I think looking back on it in 2024 maybe not the best, but I think that I think Kick-Ass movie, is great. I think the first one yeah, second yeah. one's think, terrible. The uh, second one's bad, but yeah. but it? the first one's a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. it's a bit. That, that first that's, one's great. I think yes. that's a great comic book movie. Yeah. Yes, it's, and then there was something. Didn't he? What did he do? Oh, the one, first Kingsman. Yeah. No, Wanted was the guy that did Daybreak. Oh, I thought he was Wanted too. No, okay. didn't he also do uh, Days of Future Past? Or yeah, he was really talented. Wait, did he, he do Days yeah. of Future Past? Or, sure or just First Class? Yeah. No, he no, took over for two X Men. He made the best Fox X Men movie, which was Days of Future Past. Oh. Are you sure that's not Singer? No, Singer's Apocalypse. He came back to do Apocalypse, I'm pretty Ooh. sure. I'm checking right now. I'm do pretty it. Sure he did. Do, do it. the Googles. Yeah. But Okay, so he didn't direct it. He did produce it though. And he I guess he's credited for writing the story. Oh what? Thank you. That was Brian Singer. Brian Singer did Days of Future Past. Yes, he did. And then he drove. So not only did he drive that. Oh, no, I guess Brett Ratner drove that franchise into the ground. But then <laughs> Brian Singer's like, I got it. And then did it again with the with D- Apocalypse and uh, Dark Phoenix. But for, Future Past is the one with the slow motion thing because he's going back to find his then, younger. Then Brian Singer did that. Just blew your mind right you there. You did, because that's so confusing <laughs> Not to me. Oh, it's crazy. Not only that's did so Brian Singer run the X-Men franchise into the ground, he also ran the Superman franchise yeah. into the ground, and then Zack Snyder picked up the ball. And, and he's also and a huge and... scumbag. Oh, no, the, X- yes. X-Men First Class is directed by Matthew Vaughn. Right. But Days of Future Past is Brian Singer. Okay. Yeah, well, I, then there was some weird... I haven't seen all of those movies, did, believe did it or not. We've it? done them for the show. No, some <laughs> of the other ones, I don't think I ever saw Future Past. We did it for the show. I'm pretty sure we did it for the show. We absolutely did that for the show. I know there's maybe it's I, I can't X three. If it was in the last ten I don't years, think I've seen X three. That's yeah, why, okay. that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> but if it was in the last, one. if it was in the last ten years, and yeah, Super Days of Future Past is where Wolverine Future Past was literally ten years ago. Where Wolverine goes into the yeah. past, okay, and like has his he's like a younger version of himself, and uh, he has to stop whatever maybe, and then Apocalypse yeah. is uh, Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse, and that's terrible. And then they're just like, let's do the Dark Phoenix real fast. And then that was also really bad. So you know what must have happened? Because it's he's a writer on it. And I think for some reason, Singer had to come back because Vaughn couldn't do it. And I wonder, was he doing Kick-Ass or something? I wonder. Or the, or the Kingsman, which is the other King, one yeah, that I, think is, Kingsman. Which I also That's think is really good. The which first sucks because First Class was so good. Mm-hmm. And then I remember like he was going to direct it. And then he must have left to do that, which was like, ah, oh, this one's so good. And then it ended up, I guess because he wrote it, it was still a good movie. Because Future Pass is good. Future Pass is very good. And then Apocalypse is not good not good no and now it is crazy to me that again sorry for the guy that commented on youtube about getting to the movie because that ain't gonna happen bro <laughs> oh, we, we explained that it's <laughs> not a thing but marvel has the rights to the x-men mm-hmm. and they have done nothing well i mean they just got them back and they're waiting to do it right like oh man Ma- marvel MCU's I guess we're doing. This, I guess they're doing Deadpool. Yeah, MC is in this fallow yeah. period, and they have to do this right. And they're not going to just introduce the X Men during <laughs> all, you know right after Ant Man Quantum Mania. Like, like they're going to make sure that this is the MCU they're going with, and it's good movies. And so I do think Deadpool's coming up yeah. this year. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, I think they're letting people like want to see these movies yes. again. That's fair. And, and then and, boom, hit them with X Men, and then and yeah. then come back with a property that. Everybody Every, loves. Everybody's been wanting to yeah. see, and, and you know, because at that point it will have been quite a period of time. Since, five since, years since X Men started. Can you believe oh, that? Oh, yeah, oh, but like, yeah. how long has it been since the last X Men movie? Like, it's 2019, 2018? 
Yeah, it's probably been. I just remember Sophie Turner on that cover. Yeah, right. It's probably been like five or six years. Yeah, Um, yeah, not long enough. But I just mean, isn't that crazy that 2000 is when, I mean, Blade was 99. 99. It was 99? Mm-hmm. That was 98. But Blade came out, and then X-Men came out, and that was the start of like, oh, superhero movies are cool. Yeah, Again, and you know? then they weren't. <laughs> but uh, but like that really started it, and to think that that was 25 years ago. Yeah, those kids are in college now. Nuts. That's the, so or they're graduating old. college, I guess. But, but this movie, I think, is one of those movies that we talk about, a popcorn movie, check your brain at the door kind of thing. I had fun with this movie, but I do concede that they thought it was a little clever, went on a little bit too long, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought, this is a fun movie, and it did some really original things that I've not seen before, so I thought it was clever. Oh, man. It, here's the problem. Yeah. Is they showed a Guy Ritchie trailer before this movie. Yeah. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, that it's these guys are cut from this. Guy Ritchie well, and Matthew Vaughn yeah. are cut from the same cloth. Guy Ritchie is a better director. Sure. I, but and, that and, is how advertising works, though. But then they... Well, but what are we going to play our movie before? But then it's they like, also have this, one of the stars of this movie in that movie. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, give me that guy, because this Henry Cavill is boring as shit. <laughs> speaking of trailers, one thing I do want to give this movie credit for is they did a masterful job of subterfuge and not letting you know the plot that's in fair. the trailer they basically showed 20 to 30 minutes the first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie in the trailer and that's it because then it just goes off on its own course so for better or worse i saw a tweet someone uh, max foise showed me from yeah 2018 from deadspin okay okay and it and the tweet was like matthew vaughn has green has gotten a green light for his new film about a female spy novelist who forgets she's actually a spy. In 2018, huh. I yes. saw that a tweet spoiled this movie, yeah. and no one really, and nobody noticed else. it. I had no clue. Yeah, huh? It's just That's funny because really they made such a big deal about it. the whole marketing campaign was who is Argyle, yeah. and like they told you, like it's seven years ago. <laughs> wow. But no, Steve, you're absolutely right. I think that they to their credit is they don't tell you anything they just give you like here's yeah. sam rockwell here's you know bryce dallas howard and henry cavill and john cena it's also and, interesting if you look at the main poster yeah that's what i was gonna bring up yeah that like you, like the two leads aren't even featured prominently on the poster right it's henry cavill in the yep. middle and then on either side what is samuel l jackson and, and Dua Okay, yeah, and th- and then Who, wait, then Who you was and then hang on, then you get Bryce Dallas Howard like on the outskirts of the poster. It's like a triangle. Yeah, she's like third from the center. Yeah, huh. like so, and it, so it's like Henry Cavill and dead Sam center. Rockwell's and then, gonna be in there somewhere. And then right and left is Dua Lipa and Samuel L. Jackson. And then right and left again as you go, work your way out is Bryce Dallas Howard on one side, Samuel Sam Rockwell on the other. And then like more it keeps going wow. for like, three or four more people. Yeah. Okay. That's billing for you, I Who's, guess. Who I mean, was Dua Lipa? She was the, the uh, blonde at the, the very beginning. You can't miss her. With Henry Jeez. Cavill and uh John I don't know Cena. what that gal looks like. Uh, I same. I like when somebody mentioned to me about <laughs> Dua Lipa, I was like, oh, was she in the movie? That's exactly I, I, what I, I. That's the other thing about this. This cast is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like it is like it, it's the Gary Marshall method. Yeah. Very much so. Of like, you know, we need you for three days. Right. Can you come in and do this? Well, Here's yeah, a million absolutely. dollars. Richard E. Grant in one scene. Oh, one oh, scene yes. in the beginning. Yes, yes, yes. She calls him at <laughs> yes. his desk and he's like. You know, go yeah, this way whatever it's like what why i mean because first of all i go oh richard e grant and everything this is great yeah we right, just right, talked right. about him last week yes. love that this guy's getting work and then the movie went on and it ended and i go 
Wait, what? Wait, where was Richard? E. <laughs> yeah, he's not even a real character. I guess he's a book, the book boss yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but yeah so, he's yeah. the book version yeah. of Brian, Brian Cranston, Cranston. Right, but I'm which just... is what irritated me about the Kira character was she's the only, and I get why they, they did it. it but, she's yeah. the only one that they don't recast. Right, like yeah. that doesn't have a a book counterpart. Well, there's another one because Henry Cavill shows up at the end. Yeah, kind of a yeah. surprise way. Yeah. yeah, but so, but yes, so I think. Also, here's the thing. So this movie's ridiculous, right? But it's okay to have some fun with a movie. I totally agree with you. But the thing is, and, and this is what I think makes it okay to be ridiculous, is that this movie is about a book about spies. And I think if you look at it from the viewpoint that when the ridiculous stuff is happening, that's Bryce Dallas Howard imagining what she's going to put in her book. It's not really happening like that. Because in one scene at the end, when they're doing the, the, crazy the ballet, dance. Yeah. Yes. it I know cuts exactly to going. Brian Cranston looking at the monitor, and they're in a circle shooting, just standing. Right. But they had just gone from him, her holding him over her head. So the whole movie plays better if you realize the stuff isn't like, that's just ridiculous. It's like, she's writing a ridiculous spy novel, and that's her imagination Okay. This movie's still too long. Right. But, oh, yeah. but it's fun when you see that it's like, yes, this is just a, an author imagining. Because in the uh, movie, she does it the whole time, flashing between and her imagination, seeing yeah. Argyle doing things. And so I watched the movie knowing, oh, well, that's fun because it's silly and it's not supposed to be realistic. So explain the hockey, or the skating scene. That's where I, I was I, going. I don't think... I don't think it really went down like that. That was her. They did get out of it, but that was her. I will say, if that's what they're doing, one, I think they should have made it a little bit more obvious. Two, I think we should have seen what the skating scene really looked like. I will give her props. That she, if that was her on those blades, one hundred percent was not. Her. <laughs> yeah. She knew what the hell she was because she moved like an ice skater, like the that's way a, she was moving. That's a deep fake. But um, yeah. then. I got to tell you, if that's the way we're going to go with things, I'm okay with that. I think it's fun. Yeah, I if, totally like, the, took well, it. Well, I just way. mean like I just mean like the I mean like the deep fake. Oh, like if we're going to have a stunt person, well, yeah, because you got to. I mean, and it's better than it's better than when you freeze frame the I love movie. It. I and love it's it. A person it's my, it with is my a, favorite thing in the world. <laughs> a different skin color yes. and a different like so obvious. And like, the T2, I'm going to get you, sucker. That's you the that? joke. Yeah, T two is the worst. There's the the scene when he's riding the motorcycle like through the. The, the the viaduct or whatever, and it is absolutely not Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what? The guy is significantly smaller. Yeah. You know, he's got like a goatee. I don't know. But you know what? It's because he didn't have a twin. Everyone else had twins. Oh, that's <laughs> that's right. he he his best. Okay. <laughs> then how did he make twins? <laughs> yeah, I saw that movie. <laughs> they sh- they look just like. They should have cut right? Danny DeVito on a. <laughs> See, that would have been perfect. Everyone been like, man, that I can't believe Arnold's but doing his own that stunts. Stuff you've seen with Linda Hamilton's sister in the fake mirror. Yeah. Oh my god, it's brilliant. Linda Hamilton's sister? Yes. Yeah. When when Arnold Schwarzenegger when oh, when, when oh, they're digging oh, his oh. eye out, yeah, yeah, her yeah. sister is on the other side of a cutout mirror mimicking and it, you would never know unless you saw yeah. it. It's so masterful. And they flip the shot and the sister switch places sure. and the other one is the one in the background and then Linda Hamilton's the one doing the mirror. Yeah. It, it's brilliant. I mean, I, for practical it, effects they, and doubles. Yeah. And, these are again at the end of yeah. the very end when uh, the T1000 mimics uh, Sarah yeah. Connor, is that right? Yeah, and so oh, they're like, dang, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's no, really it's, cool, I, uh, and that's the kind of stuff that I think is great. Yeah. Right, like uh, the amount and, and the CG in this is terrible. It's bad. It's I, real like, bad. I was stunned. I mean, just dare I say flabbergasted cool. when I went to Wikipedia and saw that this was a two hundred million dollar movie. Million yeah. dollars. I, honestly, like as I'm well, watching a streaming movie, as I'm watching. As I'm oh. watching the movie, I'm I'm honestly I'm in giving it a pass in real time because I'm like, 
oh, well, this is probably like an $80 million movie. And I'm like, for an $80 million movie, not bad. There's a lot on the screen. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm like, $200 million? That's dumb. Especially when you compare it to like Godzilla minus... Minus one. You yeah. see the effects that they made on a fifteen million dollar budget. Yeah. They they say the budget's even is is lower. Really? Like they like the the director was like we didn't have I don't know where they're getting that number. We didn't have fifteen million dollars. <laughs> but to your point <laughs> though, like, oh they're just putting that in the spreadsheet so I don't <laughs> hit back end. <laughs> right. Yeah, like yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. But that movie looks incredible. Yeah. Absolutely well, incredible. There's a lot, and there's a lot. The creator, which you were not on that episode, but the creator looks incredible. What was yes, that, it like does. Forty million dollar movie. Right? The yeah. Cre- remember? Yeah, Give the that creator guy 40 million and the star- it looks like a Star Wars level. Give that guy cl- Supergirl. Yeah. That honestly. Like if they're gonna if they're gonna moneyball it. Uh, Gareth Edwards awesome. He's right? great. I mean he did Rogue One and look how well, sort of. What? Didn't Terry Gill- Gilliam do some of that? Well it definitely wasn't Terry Gilliam. Uh somebody else came in and But finished. he he's got the credit on it. Does he, he did he? most of the movie, yeah. Someone came in and did solo? No, no, no. Right. Someone came in and no, did reshoots. Ra- yeah, but, somebody came in and did reshoots. Gareth Edwards is credited. He okay, did most okay. of the movie. It's just they came in and changed some stuff with the ending or mm. connected the, oh, to okay. New Hope or okay, something. Okay. But, um, but that guy's great. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. But see, I also said this is a stylized, this is the crazy scenes are all in the book. It's all imagination. It's, it's crazy. It's not, well, that's, so I, mean, I kind of just took it as. I'm it, just talking about it, like when, when you're watching Do Lipa ride a motorcycle, mm-hmm. it looks like, it, she looks like a toy. Yeah. Like it just it, the way she's not even the 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 model isn't even moving. It's right. green screen. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, clearly but terrible. like when when uh, and and now we have the third movie where a hero has to get in a car chase with a weird <laughs> silly car. Yeah, right. Like yeah. this is the third. What was it? it was Mission uh, Impossible. Mission Impossible. Indiana Jones. Indiana and now Jones. This, yeah. Okay. Um, but Both like done way Indiana. better. Yeah. It, but it, when this it was a uh, Fast and Furious. That's exactly where I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what when they do the the car going through the like it just looks like somebody like a kid picked up yeah. a car i don't think mo- like, you can it ever doesn't, sh- it doesn't have the right physicality of how no, it's moving i don't think space. you can shoot those from above i think that's the problem like if you're gonna do that you've got to shoot them kind of like cameras on the side of the cars and gives you an idea yeah. of like the turning but when you shoot it like looking down that's and you're going to use CG. It just looks off. Like, I, nothing I, moves right. I agree with everything you're saying, and I watched it thinking that doesn't look right. But again, and then it cuts to her reading a book. Like I just know that's in a book, and it's ridiculous. So I, to me, film thematically, like anything that's in the book, if it looks wonky, to me is just like, well, yeah, we're just it's someone's imagination reading a book. The CG doesn't have to look realistic, and I think that also helped me differentiate between real world and book world yeah. was book world was crazy and the stunts were crazy. And you know what I mean? So to me, I was able to enjoy it where usually I do pick apart the CG, but that's because that's all book stuff. Just, I would uh, I would allow for that if this wasn't a 200 million dollar There's movie. no reason yeah. that right? something like, should look this bad. Yeah. At two hundred million dollars, yeah. that's true. And I know I'm, Apple's I'm, got I'm money just, to burn. I'm just Jesus. like somebody needs to do a forensic accounting to see where the other hundred and seventy million dollars. <laughs> well, are. I think the cast, you know. So this is a streaming movie, which means they don't get back end. So I think they have to pay all these actors up front a lot of money. You think that you? Uh, and I'm not saying this to be well. Henry like, Cavill's definitely. I will give Henry Cavill the benefit of the doubt. I will give Sam Rockwell the benefit of the doubt. I don't I think, think John Cena. Howard. I, well, I was I was going John Cena. Man, do you think just because she's a woman, she doesn't get 
to be paid that much? Is that what you're saying, Kevin? No, I just said she she probably she probably gets as much. She's a you know she's a lead in this. I bet she gets a decent amount. Yeah, but I don't think Cena does or I think, Cranston I think, or oh, when you go to O'Hara. France and you see Samuel Jackson, I'm sure that's on location. You see that beautiful vineyards and the landscape. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of on location. You've got the actors, and again, it's streaming. So if they're not going to, there's see no a, reason that they had to put. Samuel L. Jackson in France. You get an exterior of that house, and then you just put him on a set. On a set. No, but, but it I, is, they did though. But it is the guys. I'm sure Matthew Vaughn's like, man, we got that Apple money, bitch. Like we can do whatever. But, but we I want. think that's also like that's a vacation for Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> that's true. Right? Yeah. Like, right. Right. Sometimes actors take those deals. Yeah. Because Sam they... Jackson's like, I'm gonna walk from that chair to the front of <laughs> yeah. that door, yeah. and that's it. I'm not yeah. saying you need to, but it's like, but so I do think that the actors are getting paid a ton up front, and then you do have the locations, you have the the special effects for for better or for worse, and a lot of stuff. Now, should it have been 200 million? I'm not saying it should have. Budgets have gotten ridiculous. Aquaman being 250 stupid, million, stupid. and it made less than 400 million worldwide. Like that's insane. When the first one made 1.1 billion, yeah, budgets are crazy. But I just mean when it comes to streaming movies, remember what are those movies? Name the title: The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and and you know Netflix action movies. Like they all have 200 million dollars, and we can't remember what they were. Or the plot the of Adam it. Project. They That's just the first one that came to mind. Oh, that one's yeah. good, but, yeah. but Extraction. The, the Extraction, Extraction was, Chris was really good. Was good. Yeah. I never saw the second one. What's the Rock and Ryan Red Red, Red something? Not Red Five. Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> but that's what Revolver. I mean. But that's a two hundred and something million dollar movie that has now been erased from our collective. And I actually, I actually liked that movie. Yeah, that like was, it was I mean, it, I, and, like I'll never watch it again. But right. it was fine as I, but I, as I was watching, I'm like, this is good. But two hundred so. million for just this throwaway. It's here and gone. And then didn't uh, didn't Ryan Gosling do an action? He movie did on one Netflix? with Chris Evans. Yeah, that the Gray Man. I don't, so these movies, they so streaming movies have insane budgets. They just do, and I think now because of the writers' strike and because the of the actor strike, the actor strike, I think that you're going to see. You know, they've got to pay these people up front. Yeah, they're you know, just going to jack up the subscription prices. Oh, and, well, they and they, <laughs> they are. are. Right? I know. Yeah. I know. So anyway, I think that accounts a lot for the budget, not the CG. It definitely went into other things. But anyway, but that's my whole thing about this movie. I separated it from things like that because i was like oh it's the book and it's crazy and you could see her and her eyes keep imagining things she was she was using her imagination to what well, i'm going to put this in the book so we know from when we get into the plot that she's writing these books but they're actually twist number one of 50 is that she was a secret agent she was agent r kyle and so in her subconscious she created the character so she thinks of agent argyle and all her books are based on her real life missions yes and so we're watching book five and at the end book, of the movie, yeah, book five is playing out is is yeah. the movie basically. And at the end, when we're done, you know, it gets to like the final scene before the post. No, book six. No, five. She has four, and she's writing five. I thought they said that five, I wasn't five coming out, and that she's like six is right behind it. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No, she has four because I remember in her when she goes to her house, she has four different colored books all lined up. I got you. And so she was working on the fifth one. So when we see it, it cuts back to her. It's book book ended very literally (laughs) the movie's book ended with her doing her reading of the fourth book and at the end of this movie she's doing the reading of the fifth book and it's what we just saw but we saw i think a lot of her imagination of what was going to be in the book while they were on the real more grounded mission which is still spies and guns and chases but not all the colors and the crazy well just not the visual flair of it she the ice skating thing was in the book there's no way the crazy in my mind colorful gas bomb because it's so silly when you watch it happening it's like unrealistically silly right like it's not just silly 
you know, I took it like that's a book. You're reading a book about spies because the part we know was a book was the opening of the movie, and it was silly, but it's in a book. Was that cat ever real? Yeah. yeah. When? Believe it or not, I I mean, I feel like some of the scenes were like they're holding them. Uh, you know, it's a real cat because I actually, when I was doing my research for the review, turns out that cat belongs to Matthew Vaughn and his wife, the oh. German supermodel Claudia Schiffer. Oh, oh okay. Claudia Schiffer brains. Yeah. Yeah, that's what there's a certain radio yeah, host that, used to call her that. That, <laughs> that cat is named Chip. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but, it, it looked like when they when they were holding the cat. Ah, there was it one moment real, where but, like the one of them was petting the cat. I was like, that thing ain't real. There's a lot of CG. You could yeah. the way it moves, you can tell. But it's gotten really good, right? Animals and movies, the, they've gotten it to a point to where they can do it, and it doesn't jump out as obvious. But you're right. There's certain parts where you hold on to it, and it's moving it's like, slow. What are you and you're doing? Like, That's a, happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they weren't planning on using the cat, but the, like they brought the cat on set, and like the more or less like interacted, like walked around set, they're like, maybe we can use this. Well, good thing Wait, they do. Wasn't Billy Joel married to Claudia Schiffer? No, he oh, was, was married a to Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley, that's yeah. who that was. Well, it's a good thing they did bring the cat on set because now everyone thinks the movie's written by Taylor Swift. <laughs> what? Yeah. Everybody, because of the cat, for some reason, Swifties got it in their head because they did this this PR thing for the movie where, like, I think on IMDb, they listed the Bryce Dallas Howard character as the author of the screenplay. Well, no, they released a book. a book. Yeah. They released book one. Oh, did they really? Because yeah. It's a next, real book. The next movie is supposed to be based on the book, yeah. apparently. Yeah. So, and, and, and they dropped it as written by right. Ali Conway. And, and, but people were like, this person doesn't exist. And so then the theory became that Taylor Swift had written. How did it get to Taylor she has Swift? the same cat, and in her documentary, she's carrying the cat in a bag that looks just like it. Holy with the bubble window. Guacamole. So now the Swifties, you know, and, and of course the studio's not going to stop them. No, great. hell <laughs> no. So anyway, that was the She's going to win the Super Bowl. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. She's so, going to get a ring and everything. Yeah. Might get two. <laughs> Might get two. Yeah. But it's pretty interesting. So I watched a, a video review of someone reviewing the first book, and they said it wasn't very good. It's got like a 3.5 out of 10 on Goodreads, you know. Whatever. But, but they released this whole book. And it is all about the origin story of Argyle. And so what they teased at the end is that. Well, story. you know, where he's going to be a Kingsman. Well, that's the that's yeah. the story. I mean, they put it on there. I did read that. Apparently, Matthew Vaughn plans on making like three of these Argyle movies. And it's going to cross over eventually with Kingsman. Mm. So like, the he final... went to the Kingsman I mean, bar. Did, right? yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm saying like the last movie is going to like come like with like the Kingsman working with yeah. Argyle. Oh, I see. Man. Those movies aren't the, that first one's good. The first one's first a blast. The second one's terrible. The second one, I never such a saw the third one. Yeah, uh, that was I, a prequel. Yeah, I actually enjoyed the Kingsman, Kingsman the third one yeah. because I felt like it was a little bit closer in spirit to the first. And the second one basically took everything that was good about the first one and just kind of blew it into such proportions right. that it was just so absurdly bad. Yeah, this one where he goes down on the gal. Yeah, and like there's or, a whole like I think he finger bangs are that true? And yeah. then uh, Pedro the Pascal is there with a uh, doing a Texan accent. Is he and the one that Channing the... Tatum is in it yeah. as well for like two minutes? Yeah, and they but kill the... they kill Sophie Cookson within the first five minutes. <laughs> but the confusing thing, if this is going to cross over with Kingsman, I mean, it is crossing over with Kingsman is, but Samuel L. Jackson is playing a different character. Yes, uh, yeah, I think that just is one of those actor things where it's like. Oh, we used him up, but yeah. he's a good I mean, actor. Him and Sophia Butella is in both. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's got the the, the thing for her legs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're kind. They're Matthew yeah. kind of Matthew Vaughn, Matthew Vaughn people. people. You know? yeah. I, so, was, I was a little surprised didn't, we didn't see Taron Egerton in it too. Yeah. That's. I mean, if they're gonna cross over, he's the he's the only guy left, right? Because everybody else is dead. Because I could have swore we saw the house he was in in the Kingsman. Oh, really? I looked very familiar oh. as soon as it 
popped up, and I haven't seen the Kingsman since, or the the first one. Yeah, yeah. Kingsman, the, the Secret Service. The Secret Service. The comic book was called The Secret Service. Yeah, I haven't seen that since it came out, but as soon as that house popped up, I was like, I thought we saw that house in huh. the Kingsman. Hmm. Um, that's probably Matthew Vaughn going, I like these locations. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> or it's his house, and he can pay if himself that's also a fee. True, yeah. See? But, um, <laughs> Uh, he's like house rental one hundred million dollars. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's uh, got it. Yes. <laughs> so let's breeze. Yeah. This plot. So like so, we, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard plays a writer, uh, Ellie Conway. I Ellie Conway, and she has written these four novels uh, about Agent Argyle, played by Henry Cavill. And w- what happens is is she she's off like her the entire time she's like she doesn't want she's she's dedicated to her job. So she doesn't have time for like a relationship or she doesn't go out. She just works all the but time. But subconsciously, there's clearly something with dating, right? Like you can tell when you're watching the movie, you're like, well, why doesn't she want to date these guys? It's not just she's a home buddy. And, you know, it's because she subconsciously has a partner. Yeah. You know, right. and there's something in her that we don't know that till later. But it's like they're, they make enough of a point of it where you're like, why isn't she dating? Yes. So. So she writes the end of this book of book five and she sends it to her mom, played by Catherine O'Hara. Uh, her and mom right well, <laughs> well got that for you the mom's like ah the ending is kind of trash like why don't you come to chicago like we'll we'll f- or i'll come to you we'll figure this we'll out stay in the mcallister house yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we know how they got all that money <laughs> now See? We know. See? so ellie decides she, so she hops on an amtrak which i'm i cannot imagine I could not have cost much to get amtrak to be like <laughs> i've been hey, on that before to chicago oh yeah, yeah me too I mean, same. same as soon as i saw that i'm just like well that's that's a good that's, that it's, a, it's a fun ride it's easy peasy yeah. while she's on the train she is approached by a guy that looks like a hobo and it turns out it's sam rockwell and he like that was funny when she turns down the like model looking guy yeah he's like is this seat taken she's like yeah actually it is and he goes okay that's too bad and he's like dreamy and walks away right and then sam rockwell plops down and he looks like a homeless guy <laughs> he's got a big like, beard long hair and she goes well actually that seat's taken okay if he comes back i'll get, I'll up. get like, up that was great that interaction was just great. Um, i love sam rockwell i mean he and he's so the he's fun. the mvp of the movie he's great like, yeah he's, he's fantastic. he was almost your iron man it right. was very close yeah and we got him in iron man too yeah yeah, yeah. what i like about this is that he doesn't like try to sugarcoat things he's like no these books are great like uh, but also she uh, you know he kind of i guess he asks what she does or something and she's like well what do you do he's like ah, espionage yeah. and he's just <laughs> she's just like what and he basically says look you have written something that people you're freaking people out and they want to take you out there's going to be a moment where uh, I'm going to snap this guy's wrist. His gun's going to fall in your lap and you're going to give me the gun and we're going to... He true lies it. He yeah. Very much true lies it. You're going to you're gonna hug me a bear this hug. Is, this is uh, romancing the stone. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's what I thought of as soon as I, yeah. you know. And then, of course, we get... And I will give Matthew Vaughn credit is I do think he can direct the hell out of, a, of an action sequence. Kind of day and night, too. Yeah, a little bit. I don't think that's the Tom Cruise one. Mm-hmm. I never saw or that. Or night and day, but I'm yeah. I'm sorry. That's a great... That's a fun movie. It's so really? fun. Yeah. Talk I, about fun action movies. And that was like right coming off the heels of the couch that jumping. That was his comeback yes. kind of thing. And, and, I, and I'm not a Tom Cruise guy, but that movie was a, was yeah. a lot of I fun. I saw it in the theater and just had – I loved it. Yeah. Interesting. I'm you got to see look. it. It's fun. Um, so he do, there's a giant fight sequence where Matthew – or not Matthew, but Sam Rockwell is just taking people out left and right. But meanwhile, it's flashing to her seeing Argyle. Correct. You know, she's imagining Agent Argyle doing this stuff. So it's Henry Cavill doing all this. And w- what I like is that 
when it's Argyle, he's smooth, he's suave, <laughs> he's banging people to head together, and the women are like on his shoulders, and then yes. it cuts to Sam Rockwell, and they're attacking Yeah, him. and he's got like two of them in a headlock, and he's like, this is terrible! But I think that shows you that like when everything is going so perfectly and amazingly, it's the book. She's imagining scenes from the book. That's her writing book five in real time. There's a moment in this where Henry Cavill is like, it's a close-up on his face, and then I thought, just the way his mouth moved, I was like, that motherfucker have a mustache. No, I know. So like, when they zoom in real close yeah. to his face, and then they transition to her face. Yes, yeah. I was like, I, I the same cannot thing. believe they did it again. That haircut, man. I, I just want to know who I, thought I, that haircut was a good idea. I think they awful. know. I mean, it's supposed to be again like a book, a comic-y type, whatever. But I just like every time I see him, that haircut. It's so. <laughs> it's bad. real bad. It's, it's like Guile from Street Fighter. I, I felt like that was. Uh, a reference to the mustache thing because oh, it had to it's so nerd driven and they know this because there's another thing later that i laughed out loud at after she realizes she's a spy and they try to sex her up which was weird because was she was weird. so much better looking before they tried totally to make her sexy but towards the end when she's running through what we will find out is an oil tanker she like she's dressed up in this evening gown do you, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I no. can't think of that. She stops, and she takes off her high heels. Oh, yes. well, yeah. That's a Jurassic like, World reference. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And I just, oh, yeah. So you I think there's a little things together. Oh, yeah. I, how can you not associate her? I, did, I that totally was such a forgot. meme of the whole Jurassic right. World was yes. she is She's running around in full heels. Speed. And then in the third movie, maybe the best part of a horrible movie, is that she finally takes them off. And it's like, yes, take them off and run. That's and then funny. She takes them, yeah. Totally. Um, I think we should say for a second. I mean, I know we're all men, so maybe it's not the maybe we're not like the perfect people to address this. I mean, but she's drop dead gorgeous. Well, yes. Before they just see her all up, right? No, she's perfect. What I'm saying is, I think the evening gown thing is kind of empowering because Bryce Dallas Howard looks like a normal person. That's fair. She's not a supermodel looking, you know, trying to to fit into this Hollywood stereotype. I do think she's one of the most gorgeous women in the world, and she's she is built perfect. like a woman. Right. And yeah. so I think putting her in a sexy outfit, just like they would any other Hollywood star in a sexy outfit, is empowering. Because I think why... making her blonde was a mistake. Yes. She does not look good as a blonde. Yeah, I don't really know why, unless that was, I thought like it was a book was, thing. I, I thought it was supposed to be a wig. Is it not a wig? That's what I figured. Was, I mean, she was in kind of like a disguise. Because her hair thing. goes right back to being long and red by yeah. the time we get to the end of the movie. Yeah, but there's a time jump because she had to go yeah. write a book. I guess that's And true. then get it published yeah. and released. And then, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, because, I don't. Yeah. When, they, when they flash back to show her as uh, Rachel Guile or whatever, don't they show her as a blonde? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe oh, her. Maybe. I, her hair was pulled back super tight, so I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. but I'm pre- I, th- I believe like she had light hair, like blonde hair. So she hair probably had to go back. That was probably Look, her. In- I saw in Avengers is when Black Widow had blonde tips because she let her hair grow out. That's all I'm saying. Like okay. They, they could have done something. Yeah. But instead of, of like going from like a, you know a, a pixie cut all the yeah. way down to like, oh, by the way, her hair grows at yeah. abnormal speed. <laughs> but I think Bryce Dallas Howard being cast in this action movie as the lead actor is something that people notice. And I think it's great that she's not hiding anything or feeling like, oh, we can't use her because she doesn't look like a, a Hollywood model type, you know? No, I think, I, think, I, I, I think it's a huge positive for the film. Yeah, no, I... I've always thought she was insanely attractive. Yeah. But and then in this one where she's throwing punches, I was like, eh, fine, how do you do? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, lo- she looks great. But I, I do think that's something that, you know, people notice. And that's great to see because we just see the same thing in movies over and over yeah. again. Yeah. You know, the skinny, twig, small Hollywood idea of beauty. I, I really definitely think fun. they're getting away from that. Yeah, also true. Because, like, I mean, you just saw in Mean Girls. 
Oh, sure. You know? Yeah, that's like, a great example. So, I mean, I, I definitely think you're seeing more. What's that? I, I haven't, I didn't watch it. What part is The gal that plays Regina George. Yeah. Oh. She, she's, I would not call her plus size no, in any way. No. But the popular girl isn't. But she's not a size one. Got right. It, got it. Yeah. Um, no, I, but I mean, for Hollywood, she's plus size. But sure, for act, but for the rest of the world, she's yeah. a normal <laughs> human being who has eaten a meal. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I, I will say, my wife loved this movie, and I and and I think Woo-hoo. that it was very smart how they marketed this movie because I know it's like a it's a secret Kingsman crossover. Yeah. If they had imaged this as a Kingsman movie, she would have never gone to it. Oh really? Yeah, she she watched watched the first one, didn't like it. And she's like, "That's second too, one is." She's like, "That's too much for boys. Not my that's thing." Fair. And, that's fair. Uh, and and so if if this had been positioned as a Kingsman movie, because I even said when we were watching, I was like, "Well, this is from the guy that does Kingsman," and she's like, "Oh, oh. she's like, but well, this looks fun." And I was like, "Well, it looks like I mean, it's PG thirteen versus R." And yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, I think they're trying Was Kingsman R. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay, yeah. That scene in the church. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, but I was just like, if this had been that, if she, she would have Checked never out. gone to see it. That's what holds this movie back. What that the PG thirteen rating definitely because does. Matthew Vaughn knows how to do some kick ass action. He does, and being held back by that PG thirteen rating, this movie would be. I mean, we've seen it in Kingsman. We in Kick Ass. We we would have had this crazy, bloody, gory, insane fight sequences, and he can't. His hands are tied. He can't make the kills as cool. You know, yeah, so I think you get to stylized, which then I think leads, lends itself to the book thing. But I just think that we would get some really cool action sequences, but there's nothing he could do. Not, yeah. I mean, which is can, a shame because it's a streaming the thing, movie. Here's like, the thing. is like you can do it, but you don't get Matthew Vaughn then. Right. Right? Like Matthew, Va- Matthew Vaughn does have a hard R. He's a rated R action guy. That's for exactly the most part. it. Right? And when you handcuff someone like that, mm-hmm. there's a way to do it, right? I mean, a lot of a lot of action, you know, action X-Men comedies. First class. That's yeah. PG-13, and he did well with yeah, that. And, I mean, and yeah, action. a lot of action comedies now are PG. You know, mm-hmm. I think of Rush Hour or, you know, things like that where it's PG-13, and they work. Yeah. This one, for the level of violence that they wanted to, you know, there's a whole scene where she's sliding on her knees through tar, like firing rounds, and yeah. there's not a sink, you know, it's like. There's like almost no blood. There's right. zero. Yeah. yeah that's the only, what I, I feel like the only blood you see is through Sam Rockwell's shirt. Yeah, when he gets shot point blank in the chest. Yes. Yeah. But it misses everything. Yeah. <laughs> Just, whatever. Sam Rockwell's like, look, you've tapped into something. We don't know what's going on. These people are going to kill you. I am here to help you. And. She's like, this is insane. You know, she's it's very much if you've ever seen Romancing the Stone, this is the exact same plot. Yeah. Where which is a fantastic movie. If you've never seen it, it's so good. So they're on this adventure together and Sam Rockwall is is constantly trying to, like, prove himself. There's a, I think there's a really funny scene where I'm sure he was like, get this beard and hair off of me. <laughs> so he comes out of the bathroom and he's shaved. You know, he looks like Sam Rockwell. And they're trying to find this silver bullet. And inside this bullet basically has, it's a flash drive that has all of this. It's a literal and figurative on, yes, silver bullet on yeah. the quote unquote directive, which is like this super secret super spy division. Or, is Isn't that it? What it? I think it's called the division. division I think yeah. it's what the. I think the division is what it's. Oh, the, maybe the directive the is in dr- the book. The directorate. Maybe. Maybe. I think yeah. it's the division because I remember I'm a big fan of the Tom, Tom Clancy's Clancy's division. division. Yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, division <laughs> reference. So basically, this this it silver is the division. B- in the book or in the movie? Um, I think in 
real life, it's the division. Good enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so on this flash drive is all of this information. And well, so basically, they were CIA, and the CIA, the bad guys that were like excommunicated, started the division. And so they have no proof. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson was like the head of the CIA. Yeah. And Arkyle and uh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. What's his name? Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Sam Rockwell. Yep. <laughs> in the, in the movie, Sam he's called Aiden, I think. Oh, Aiden. Aiden. Okay. Aiden, yeah. They were all part of the CIA, and then the division took over, and, you know, Sam Rockwell wasn't cool with it. Sam Jackson wasn't cool with it. We th- we're not sure if Arkyle, you know, is right. We assume is cool with it. You would think so, but then it's a little twisteruny. You know, yeah, it's like right, right. is she in on it? Is she not? You know, and we eventually find out. But uh, but that's what the division is. It's like a splinter of the CIA. And Sam Jackson is trying to prove that the there's division exists and they're doing Correct. bad stuff. And all this data is on this flash drive that like the tech nerd guy was going to sell to. Arkyle. Was it Rachel. her? I couldn't tell if he was telling it to her. Or was he talking he it to her? Because that was so in the in the book, in the in the fifth book, Henry Cavill shows up for the drop, and this guy no shows. So what they're saying, what Sam Rockwell tells Bryce Dallas Howard is like, look, just make up whatever you think is going to happen. Like you have figured this out. You've got this sixth sense. So she just starts working through the whole thing. What we find out is that Ellie Conway is not real. That this entire time, Ellie Conway is actually a, a super spy, and she has she had an accident, and the directive led by Brian Cranston and uh, Catherine O'Hara take the opportunity to basically psyop her into believing she's this writer. And this kind of Manchurian candidate is that? They, what that is? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because they call it. I mean, they call it with the activation um, and everything. Yeah. yeah. What, what's what was that awful Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart movie? Written by oh, American <clears throat> Ultra. Oh, Max Landis. Yeah. Yes. American yeah. Ultra. The epitome of waking See, up. I was thinking waking Adventureland, up on... and that was fun. That's Jesse oh. Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a very different movie. I know. When you mentioned those two, I'm like, uh, <laughs> man, Max Landis, Max Landis Reynolds? is the. Yes, Ryan Reynolds playing is a douchebag. Yeah. 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 Like a major, like, and not like a, I'm cute, funny douchebag. Yeah. yeah. A douchebag. Yeah. Uh, Max Landis is the epitome of a guy that. Woke up on third and thought he had a triple. And it's so sad because that video he made on Superman was so good, and that and Chronicle was good. Yeah, that first, that but that was back around the Chronicle time when we're like, wow, this guy is really good. And, and then, then he sucked, and yeah. then he got me too. So yeah. good on him. Get the <laughs> get out. Your dad killed people. <laughs> that was an accident. It was an accident. I know. <laughs> Ruined his career though. I mean, it was yeah yeah. Is he directing Beverly Hills Cop Four? There's no way. I think so. I think he is. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Didn't Eddie Murphy say he would never work with him again? After okay. Vampire in Brooklyn, I believe he said that. Okay. Well, time and money heals all, <laughs> yeah. all wounds. <laughs> this will be interesting. I wonder if this... this I'm sorry, because this movie sucks. I did not like this movie at all. But I, it'll be interesting <laughs> if, if, this, if Beverly Hills Cop takes off again. Well, it's like going it, straight to streaming, isn't it? Isn't it a Netflix movie? What? It's I not a Paramount th- movie? I thought it was a Netflix movie. That makes sense, though, because Paramount owns the rights. Right. I would think there'd be a Paramount Plus movie. That's kind of shocking that they wouldn't put that in theaters. Maybe they I are as a, as a theaters, big though. Yeah. release. I feel like more and more they are starting to do the drop in theaters. It makes a ton of money. Great. If it doesn't, it goes to streaming. Yeah. You know? But why I wonder not? if that, I wonder if that just... revitalizes his career. I wonder if we get some more John Landis stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 4, Axel F, Netflix. Okay. Okay. Wow. 
Directed yeah, I mean, Jeff. at this point, it's like whoever has the most Which money. Which is weird. You make a great yeah. point that, that, I mean, Eddie Murphy back then, he had a, a Paramount, had him locked up. All those Eddie Murphy movies were Paramount. Yeah. Metro and Yeah, because yeah. I remember back in the day when I was a kid, we had to pick between Showtime or HBO. My mom would only let us get one movie channel. And I always pick Showtime because I knew all the Eddie Murphy movies would be on Showtime. Oh, slick. Well yeah. done. I think we're living and you in get, such... And you get boobies. Well, you would have got Late boobies on HBO. Oh, that's true. Wait, yeah. this is, we live in this strange time where streaming and rights, the streaming companies don't always carry the studios that are owned by the same parent company. Right. Like, no, you're HBO right. HBO is doing this thing where it's like they're selling more stuff to people stuff left out. and they're right. They're starting yeah. to license out. Count. You're seeing a lot of HBO show pop up on Netflix right yeah. now. I mean, don't, Six Feet Under is on there. Insecure is on there. bros that. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> but, it's, but it's also seems to be, for the most part, older hbo content like it you they know. let the batman that batman cartoon they let go amazon. that's going to amazon oh really a, a bruce tim like produced and yeah. like directed batman yeah. cartoon is going to yeah. amazon i think they're HBO. starting to figure out as they're as they're trying to figure out what may how this business model can work i think they're starting to figure out if we have a a, a, a movie or a show on our platform it's going to get views for x amount of time and then after that it's value to us most properties it's value to us is minimal so we'll license it to another and like these things will just bump around it'll be on you know you'll start to you'll my guess is you'll start to see a hierarchy right i did that with harry potter i think because that was on netflix for a while it was on netflix and then and then like oh it's coming to hbo max which you thought was really weird just like oh but it wasn't just on hbo max and then i think it now is somewhere else or was going like all those marvel they're moving them around yeah yeah i mean they when disney picked up all those netflix marvel shows and now they're on disney plus that's how they make money and it's just funny i see all these youtube videos now saying streaming services are becoming cable and it's like who's been saying that for years exactly we (laughs) literally for years we saw that coming from a mile away i always say that i'm like congratulations you invented cable we all all knew that this couldn't sustain that it would become the cable model right prices going up and not as much then you've also got companies consolidating and it's like you know warner brothers discovery where you've got like yeah. All those stupid channels that I don't watch, you know, like I don't know, watch a TLC. What the hell am I so this but become- see, what they'll do though is they'll take one of those shows and they'll elevate it into the HBO, into the Max platform. Yeah. Is because like I've gotten sucked into some of those shows that I would never go into Discovery to watch, but then mm-hmm. they like put it up on the main page of HBO, like that uh, Natalia Grace documentary about that's kind of like the girl. Oh 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 yeah yes like. That thing was riveting. I mean, we blew through that thing in like oh really in like two days. It was crazy. That's, that's the one about the. It's like it's kind of like really based on um, on the orphan. The orphan. Oh no. yeah, yeah. That. Where okay. the, the the family was like, this. She's not seven. She's twenty four. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. Like you need to watch this documentary. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is on available on on Max. I hate saying Max. Call oh, the water. Max the place to go for HBO. Call yes. it the Water yeah. Tower. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, for something, yeah, something else. Love that. But anyway, but I think that started as like a Discovery Plus type oh. of thing, or it was on one of their. Oh, and, they they yeah. U'd it, right? Is it you? You. That, wasn't that show you or do I always oh yeah. it was you yeah, yeah. it was yes, on yes, Lifetime yes. and nobody gave it <laughs> and then they put it on Netflix and it was a giant it hit. blew up yeah right? blew so up. isn't that interesting how that can happen yeah so so this becomes a big MacGuffin hunt they're all yes. trying to get to the silver bullet and along the way we meet our different characters she's her and Sam Rockwell they go to Paris and then they meet with Samuel Jackson and he's like the 
one of the heads of the this CIA. This is where they drop that, the bomb that that Ellie is actually Rachel. Yeah. And they didn't, and that Sam Rockwell has been following her for five years, and they didn't want to like rush her back in because whatever information she had in her head, if we forced, if they forced the memories back on her, she would have, it's possible she could have forgotten everything. Yeah. So they basically tried to let her organically tap into them. And so through writing the book, all these details, and it was eerily accurate because it's what actually happened. Actually so, happened. so they decided, well, let's just keep letting her write these books. And eventually the division wants to get the secrets of wherever this thing is. The, I guess they're trying to find the silver bullet too. Is yes. That what so the, the silver bullet is held by the gal with the springy legs. Yeah. Yes. Sophia yeah. Butella. Thank yeah. you. Because that disc holds the identities of all the people who turned rogue. And right. so if she yeah. publishes it, if that word gets out, they're basically screwed. They're What's burnt. it called? Mission Impossible. It's the knock list. It's the knock yeah. list. <laughs> yes. So what it they're is, burnt. right? From the first Mission yeah, Impossible, yeah, the knock they're, list? They're yeah. burned. But I will say, I, Layer Cake does have some great twists. Like, that movie is fantastic. Uh, isn't that That's like L4YER. It's layer. It's layer. Isn't it spelled weird yeah. on the poster though? Uh, There's yeah. a weird. But yeah. that's that's the that's how um, Daniel Craig got James Bond. Like that oh. was kind of it wasn't his audition tape, but they're like, hey, check this guy Didn't out. Didn't you guys kind of think like this is Cavill's Henry Cavill version? being James? Like, Did you also to be see James. that like somebody? Was, oh man, who directed that first one? Was it Martin Campbell? Mm-hmm. Did Martin and yeah. he said that he liked Henry Cavill's Bond more. Than Daniel Craig was too young or something. They thought at the time, probably. I think is what I mean, they said yeah, about I think Cavill. I read that that, that it was he had to be in his like early twenties. It, it was one. like they didn't want to do a Bond early years yeah. thing. Yeah. Although they were, I think one one thing I read said that they're open to it. They just weren't willing to right. do it yet. Yeah. I, I mean, so I I couldn't help but to think him being secret agent. I'm like, oh, it's him getting to kind of be <laughs> getting a little Bond. Yeah, yeah. I think he could still do it. I think he's still, oh sure. I mean, he's probably in his. I think he's got to be in his thirties. He can't be. In his 40s, I think he could. I, I wonder if it depends if he wants to be locked down into doing that. I mean, you know, because Daniel Craig was pumping him out pretty regularly. Is he really? Yeah. On oh, the nose. dang. It's just Henry Cavill's got a lot of... as I am. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am, you look just I like Henry Cavill. my You're, life. You look <laughs> just like him, so yeah, right. be a stunt double. <laughs> I thought Henry Cavill walked in today when I, I was like, I Argyle? Turn, turned sideways. I blinked. And the I was door. like, Argyle? Joe? <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is also 40. God. And Chris Evans is 42. I've got three years. Get it together, to get brother. Tighten it up. Uh, so, yeah. So, they are Sam Rockwell and Bryce Dallas Howard. They're basically on, like you said, they're on a MacGuffin hunt. They got to go to the, the, they, the keeper. Abu Dhabi. I don't know where that, like, it definitely looks like it's supposed to be somewhere in Cairo or, you know, something like that. And they go in and they have this dance. I do this. The, actually, is it like Emirates? United Arab Emirates? UAE. I have no idea. Is that where they were? I, I don't know. I feel like they kept that intentionally vague so they don't <laughs> piss someone off. <laughs> yeah, that's I thought fair. it was kind of like totally Top Maverick did with, yeah, you know, they didn't they show. Made up yeah, even though you know. <laughs> yeah. The, we can't, can we call them, the, can you call them something else besides Russians? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know if that place was real, but if they did film, like that's like the gates open and then a drone goes up and you see all this like open air, like this palace and all. It's yeah, like, it was cool. awesome. It was a like, really cool looking yeah. place. But I do like this, got a laugh out of me, where the, the two of them are dancing and this is where Sam Rockwell reveals, look, I, the hardest, the hardest job I've ever had to do is pretend I'm not in love with you. We've been together for X amount of time and. Which, I, if you didn't see that coming. Of I mean, course that you saw it coming, yeah. A mile away. Yeah. What would have been funnier is if they would have somehow been able to talk Henry Cavill and John Cena in the 
kissing. kissing? I, I said the same thing. The end of the movie, yeah. her and him kiss, and they cut to the same people yeah. being John Cena and Henry Cavill. Agreed. And I thought they were going to do it. Same. I 100% they, like, we, we say this the language all the time. Of movies, all yeah. the time. Cuts, and it just mm-hmm. never happened. And then I thought, oh, I guess maybe they'd I, I just wonder if that, that was an been, idea. To that me, was, I that feel would like, have made it a two hundred and fifty million. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like both of those guys are like good humored enough. To, yeah, I, I Cena especially. Know. Like, I just saw yeah. the trailer for that new comedy that he's in. Yeah. That looks ridiculous yeah. in the best possible way. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so they go to Sophia Butella, and she's the keeper, and she has to pretend. I mean, because she still is Ellie, like her. Uh, Rachel has not come back fully. She knows about her, but so she has to pretend to be the spy. So there's this dance floor sequence that kind of the, the thing that made got a laugh out of me is when the guy's like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" No, like no physical. Affection. And I was like, oh, "That's pretty funny." Well, it's, and it's kind of funny that. Uh, well, never mind. That's later. But I like how they switched the thing where in the book Argyle takes Dua Lipa and does the Whirly Bird, Whirly Bird, Whirly Bird, yeah. and then later I guess that's based on because Sam Rockwell and her used to do that. Yeah, but Sam Rockwell does it to her. Well, and then no, she, does, she it does it to him. She does yeah. it to him, which is a funny role reversal type yeah. thing because yeah. you of course presume that it's the, it's the man, know, so it's funny, but it's yeah. not. But so she goes up to the keeper and she and she does what? How does she get activated? She, she basically the Dua Lipa says something. And it clicks in her brain, and her and well, Ellie, she's basically like only one of you is going to walk out. Are you really Ellie or are you Rachel? And then something clicks, and then she just what was it though? There I was something I can't there. remember. But but somehow she flips into Rachel yeah. and delivers some pretty aggressive lines, yeah. and she gets the silver bullet, and she's walking out of there. And well, Dulipa says, "Do you want?" Or no, I'm sorry, uh, Sophia Batella says. Do you want to use my computer? It's safe and secure. Like, sure, uh huh. Yeah, okay. And then so, she but I guess that's it. true. Then she sees the she sees Brian Cranston's picture. She sees Catherine O'Hara's picture, and then she sees a picture that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, this is one of two people, and I don't care at this point who it is. I it's thought, cool. is Sam Rockwell going to be bad? Oh, I was what thinking was the, going that way. What was the one where they switched roles? The, the way back, the way way back, the way way back. Yeah, oh, with man, Steve Carell and yes. Sam Rockwell. Oh, that Love that movie. Love it. Um, so here's the most irritating thing in the movie for me. Yes. The hands down is that was the kiss thing. You didn't get to see John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> Second most irritating thing. Uh, well, this is the most irritating, irritating thing that happened. Oh, not okay. the most okay. irritating <laughs> thing that didn't, didn't happen. happen. Okay. <laughs> so their song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is now and then by the Beatles. Okay. And this is, this is their song. This song has only existed for like six weeks. What? Oh, is this a new song? Yeah, it's the new song by the Beatles, the one that they used A&I to make the audio sound better on a John Lennon, John Lennon song he recorded into a cassette tape. Huh. I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. so this was like a backdoor promotion for that new song. Yeah. Does Apple own the, oh, does Apple Apple own music. the catalog for the Beatles? I, I don't they- they did at one point, didn't Apple I don't, own the No, Beatles? Apple got the suit out of them by the Beatles. Oh, okay. Oh. Because when when they created Apple computers, the Beatles were like... Oh, Apple Records. The, right? the Beatles were like, we own Apple as a, as a brand because of oh. Apple Records. And so this is in the early 80s. And so they sue the living out of out of Apple, and they come to an agreement, and they, they cut a check to Apple Records and the Beatles, and then it's part of the agreement... They're like, you can continue to use the name Apple for computers just as long as you never enter the music space. (laughs) And and at the time, Apple was like, 
Yeah, why would we have a need yeah, to do was, that? Nobody's going to listen to digital music. Yeah. <laughs> and then later, when they did, they got sued again. By the Beatles. By the Beatles, because they because they had breached this contract uh-huh. and then had to write another check. So, <laughs> um, but like, so this is the song that, I mean, this was a major news story that this is the, the a so new this song was, from the this Beatles. Was a, this was like a demo that Lennon recorded. Right. So like all those, like when they did the new songs for Anthology, like yeah. Free as a Bird, like they, so they had... Um, they had created, they had done what free as a bird and real love was there's our third, but so they had worked on this song and this is why this would be, will be the last Beatles song. This one that's in this movie. Yes. Yeah. They had worked on this song because they had a cassette recording of, of Lennon who had written the song now and then. And they were like, Oh, we'll have Ringo put down drums and, 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 and we'll, but they couldn't get, because it was on a cassette tape, yeah. they couldn't get the sound good enough to put out. Now with AI and new technology, they could, but they had tried to record this for the anthology sessions. Okay. Okay. Well, because of that, they they had a George Harrison guitar track. Oh. Right? And so because they had, had attempted it and, sure. and couldn't get the audio quality good enough on Lennon's vocals and now that they could get the audio quality good enough on Lennon's now vocals, they've got a recording and they're like well Harrison and we've guitar. got a we've got a Harrison guitar track and Ringo and Paul are still alive so they went in and they did the things and then they, so it's all four of them on a on a track wow. and it's the last time you, they're gonna be able to do that that is terrifying yeah and I know and like just the idea that you can be like well I've got this little snippet of this thing here I've got this thing here and we'll just ploop well, they've been doing it's that like, for years. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, you record the tracks uh, uh, that's differently, true. and you know. But I mean, like, just the idea that you've got this one thing from twenty years ago, you've yeah. got this other thing from yeah, it was more 50, like from like fifty years. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but it reminds me of. Have you seen this Carlin thing? Have you seen this? Yeah, I yeah. read about it, but I haven't it's, seen it eerie it because sounds just it like a real sounds just special. like him yeah yeah and it's it, the kate everything is there but it's like oh, man like, it's, it's, isn't it's, his family like suing for yeah i think his daughter they are sued. yeah his daughter controls the estate yeah. yeah and it is like she's like you know of course it's like my dad worked his entire life for this and right. this dude yeah. was like hey computer this is what yeah and now the podcast like. is will sasso and someone else it's a you know it's celebrities it's a very, doing it's the a podcast. very good podcast and uh I, you know i think I, they just listened to it they didn't make it did they i think they just listened to it no that's them they created oh that, did they really that artificial thing oh I they're in they, trouble they're suing will sasso and the i other thought guy. they had just listened to it mm-hmm. oh no it's their thing and uh they're not happy about it no, so. i don't blame them it, that's the part that scares me but i, I you know part, it's you know. i don't think that they i definitely don't think they did it to make money or anything i think they were doing it as more of like an experiment can we do this you know yeah and, and it's a shame because you know i mean they're already there you know they are celebrities of some sort they have a podcast i don't think they were trying to let's go sell this george carlin thing like it was more of an experiment and it got so much attention that now it's like we gotta shut this down right well i don't know that they can really win a lawsuit if they're not monetizing it like i don't know but if you monetize the podcast yeah yeah, i don't know how they're gonna yeah i don't know what the lawsuit's gonna look like but but. anyway it irritated me because he's saying this is their song and there's no way it could be their song because it didn't exist and (laughs) so but because of that right i was like oh this is a clue like this oh this guy isn't on the up and up because he's telling her something Mm. that is factually 
impossible to have occurred. Interesting. And th- and it was really just product placement for a new song. Yes. Basically. And it was really basically just somebody they had the right the option yeah. the opportunity to use a Beatles song and nobody's going to say no to using a Beatles song even if it's a really mediocre. Right. That's one. true. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's a Beatles song that, you know. That's a bu- you know, that's a bummer, but I that stuff bothers me in biopics that stuff doesn't bother me in secret agent superhero action movies <laughs> it, like okay, I just, normally i would agree yeah. except in this case like they're they're trying they're using what ends up being a red herring it's like maybe this is a bad guy yeah and, yeah. and he's been lying to her well when he says something that yeah. for a lot of people is a glaring inaccuracy. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. You're well, going to be like, like this like guy's the, lying to like her. Earlier in the movie, he's in the bathroom. He's talking to someone on the phone. He's like, "I need to." Ellie Conway needs a bullet in her head. Yeah, yeah. And we're you know we hear that, and you're just like, "Holy!" God. But he's talking about the, the extra, character, the persona yeah. of Ellie. Which Conway. like I like that stuff. Seeing a spy twisting, you know, a movie with all these twists and turns. I think that everything this movie wrote well, to him like. Ellie Con- he does want Ellie Conway no, dead because totally. yes. he wants Rachel he wants right. Rachel and back. so yeah. I love that this stuff that happens in the movie like I think it's well written enough to where it all checks out in this other than that one thing that right. I think most people probably will not catch but, yeah. but uh, the twists and turns actually do work out it's not like you're like well wait a minute but this like right. I think it all checks well, out well I think the, the reveal you know when Ellie is in France and she calls her mom and they show up and then we find out that the dad you know you think initially the dad is Brian Cranston, who was like the leader of this directive, and you're like, oh my god! But it's all. Yeah, I thought it was going to be that he was really her dad, but also the. That's what I did too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they definitely set but, that so up. So we way. should just. She's a nebo baby. Yeah, <laughs> in, in real life and in the movie. And in the movie, yeah. yeah. So we should briefly mention though that she finds out in this in that one meeting that Catherine O'Hara and Brian Cranston are not her parents. parents. They really are bad guys, bad guys. secret agent, whatever. And she, you know, uh, Catherine O'Hara gets shot, but she has a bulletproof vest on. And, Everybody comes back, and yeah. basically, they what they do is while. Ellie, while Ellie was in the hospital, um, knowing that she was this super secret agent, these two, Catherine O'Hara, Brian Cranston, come in and do psyops on her and make her Manchurian candidate. And they set it up to where they can activate her like the Winter Soldier if they want to. (laughs) And they do here. They activate her. She goes bad and she starts beating up Sam Rockwell and she's, you know, on the side of the team. But then we kind of also find out that she was a double agent the whole time. And, I mean, basically, they, they win. That's really what it comes down to. Is, I thought the ice skating scene was clever. I, I mean, thought it was well done. I, that's, that's what I, do I talk like, about. I when, like that original stuff. Where I she think. goes, was the ice skating part real? And he was like, oh, yeah, you were really good yeah. at it. And she was like, got it. <laughs> but so she takes two knives because they, uh, they're they in a refinery. We find out later that they're on a floating Luke oil Bassan's refinery. Luke an oil tanker. Somebody. Yeah, they're on an oil tanker. And so they can't, when the oil, they're, they're shooting and they start spilling oil everywhere. And they're like, one spark could ignite this whole place. Just get your knives, think boys. It's true, but okay. But so they get, yeah. so they get knives out. And yeah. they, she takes two knives, straps them to her shoes, and uses them like ice skates. And has this crazy, you know, spinning around, knifing people. And again, it can't be violent because it's PG thirteen. But the idea of it was clever and original. And I'm just like, well, I this saw is this. Cool. I saw this in the transporter. That's all I'm saying. This exa- you didn't see that. Yes, he puts like bike clamps on his feet yeah. and starts like swirling around in this oil and starts beating the shit out of people. Okay, well, it's, I think does, it's in the first one. That does sound a little close. But, yeah. but, I'm, like, but I'm like ice skating. I'm like, that's really no, he, yeah, crazy. It's, it's, I'm almost yeah. positive it's the first movie where he straps like bike. Oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> so, uh, but so, there's yeah. that kind of a cool sequence and then what ends up happening is they throw all these smoke grenades and they're different colors and I... It looked like something out of the Suicide Squad. 
I mean, it's basically yeah. from the original Kingsman. When those little heads start exploding, it just goes around in like a rainbow instead of I like showing gore. Yeah, like I, that, I felt of... like that was a trademark of Matthew Vaughn doing gotcha. that again. I could kind of see that. But visually, you know, he does have that visual flair with his action sequences. And I took it as that the colors and everything were the book. Really, there were smoke grenades and there was shooting. But he, she does the whirly bird to him and gets him up and he's shooting in a circle and smokes everywhere. And that's embellished for that's book five. Oh, okay. Is what I yes, take yes, the craziness yes. of it is. So they're trying to upload the the silver bullet mm-hmm. to Sam Jackson, and of course they get it going for a little bit, and it gets stopped. And Catherine O'Hara ends up playing this uh, music box, and it's the it, it's the trigger for. That, and she she says like a numeric code. She starts reading like nine. Yeah, four, I was like eight uh, six seven five, five three, three oh nine. Oh nine. Yeah. yeah, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ellie. Sorry. <laughs> so of course there's a big fight, and Sam Rockwell will not fight her. And earlier in the movie, he was like, just, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go down this hallway. I'm going to shoot everybody, and you're just going to stomp on their heads. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, the human head, very vulnerable. It's very brittle. All you got to do is spin like you're like chubby checkers. Twist. Twist and and stomp. stomp. And she won't do it. She won't do it. She can't do it because she can't because she's a normal human being. Uh, So we get to this scene here where, of course, Sam Rockwell's on the ground, and she's going to stomp his head. And we get this mysterious person who we've seen a, a couple times, once in a flashback with Argyle as Henry Cavill, who was like his uh, sidekick kind Carrie of. Carrie or something? Kia. Kira. 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 Okay. And she gets shot. And of course, you know, Henry Cavill has to go. And but they hinted there. at this the whole time. Yeah, that and there the- was something, a fan sent in a letter to Ellie that says, if you shoot him, if, if a bullet goes through this one spot. Like, it'll miss everything, and it'll you know, look like they're dead, but they're not. And, of course, that comes back. Yeah. Uh, Sam, She has to shoot Sam Rockwell point blank. Brian Cranston believes she's on his side. Right. Then she goes and hacks into whatever and tries to upload the list to Sam Jackson. Okay. And then Sam Rockwell wakes up, and that's how you get the big fight sequence. Right. But the person that sent it in, the fan, is dun-dun-dun. The actual Kia from the book. It's Kira. <laughs> this Kira. Is Kia. It is Kira? Kira. It's Kira. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was Kia. Yeah. Um, and of and course, that's she takes, Ariana DeBose. Yes, but in the book, the they mask. called her Hyundai. Yeah, that's. <laughs> no one will ever find my secret identity. Yeah. <laughs> Toyota. Um, so yeah, she shows up. She hits Catherine O'Hara. The music box breaks. She snaps out of it. She doesn't crush Sam Rockwell's face. Uh, they upload the file, and everything is is off to the races. Um, and that, and then of course, they get on the boat, and they're they have what I liked about this, and I wasn't sure. You know, the, have you known the actor uh, Neil McDonough? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, he's like hardcore Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. And he will not do any scenes where he has to kiss another woman. Yep. Will not do it hmm. under any circumstances, which is fine. Like, that's your prerogative. So, this maybe, entire time. Maybe you shouldn't have been an actor. Fair. Go on. Fair. Yeah. It just seems so interesting that acting doesn't somehow excuse that. Like, I just. Uh, you know, I don't know. Is God really going to get mad at you because you're acting? I think of Alan Richardson, who I sent that thing, where it's like, oh, man, he's way into Jesus, and he does not care (laughs) about that thing. But I think there's definitely... (laughs) After watching Reacher season two, he don't give a... You do what you do, but I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't know. It's whatever. But there were moments in this, I was like, I mean, I wonder if Bryce Dallas Howard is, like, hardcore religious because they just wouldn't do it. Like, they'd get close and they'd break off. And then, of course, they... they Does she, she not kiss Pr- Chris Pratt in those Jurassic World movies? I don't They're know. They're a couple in that third one. They are living together. I don't together. remember anything from well, those movies. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, yes you do. Yeah. Yes, 
As she's you probably like my number one crush. Are you serious? Yeah, she's oh, amazing. Man. Yeah, she's like I, can, I. I feel like Ross, whereas like I might laminate the list and then I'm screwed. <laughs> it's, it's Carrie Mulligan. Oh, okay. Absolutely, okay. Carrie Mulligan. I just think she's like gorgeous, but also like adorable. Fair. You know what I mean? She's just I got do. like that perfect. Yeah. yeah. What's the uh, What's that line from Crazy Stupid Love? I know it's that great combination of, of sexy, sexy and cute. cute. It yeah. that's that's her to me. Uh, it is interesting that his wife does resemble <laughs> Maybe there's something, Bryce Dallas. Maybe there's something yeah. there. Pale, pale redhead? Yeah. yeah. Pale redhead. You want well, to edit that redhead. part out? Oh, redhead. It's, yeah. Doesn't that kind of go with it? I, mean, I guess that's fair. How many tan redheads do you know? If, bad news bears, brother. If you get a tan redhead, something's not real. <laughs> One of the two of them is not real. Well, hopefully it's the red hair that's not real. Or fake tan. Okay, I was just like, oh, we, you don't want to date somebody doing blackface. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that does put a hamper on a relationship. Yeah, it, yeah. it should at least. Yeah, yeah it should. Yeah. Unless you want to be a GOP congressman. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're on this boat, and they take off, and they're, Ellie is... I'm wearing we, a Jurassic Park shirt. You I are wearing a Jurassic Park shirt. I won't wear a Jurassic World shirt, though. I Nobody no should. Right. That first one's not bad. No, the first, first one's one was good. First, one first one's good, but I... It bums me out that they rebranded everything in the theme park in Hollywood, yep. and probably eventually we'll do in in Orlando. Have you been, have you been on the Velocicoaster? No, I heard it's amazing though. Oh, I wouldn't do it. Is it amazing? I was there oh, the it day. Was the line was too. We had to oh. choose between that or the Hulk. I heard it's the best, like one of the best things. Yes. out Yes, it looked too intense for me. I'm oh, close, but <laughs> I was there the day it opened. Oh, because like and uh, just coincidentally, and and like the Today Show was there, or Good Morning America, the Today the Today Show was there, yeah. and Keenan Ivory. Thompson was or Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson. No, Keenan Thompson was in the, in the park and and but like the line from the second they opened the park, the line, the wait time was like four and a half hours. When we were there two years ago, last, no, last year, no, three years ago, it never went under like three hours. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not doing that. But it that. bums me out because Jurassic Park is so cool, and they're rebranding everything Jurassic World because those are the newer movies. It's like Jurassic just, World stuff isn't cool. Look, Jurassic just park. wait. And then the reboot's yeah. going to come out, and it's going to be fine. I can't wait for Jurassic Park Survive. I think that's going to be awesome. What is that? That's the game where you're stuck on the island after Hammond and Grant and Sadler leave. leave your poor ass there? Well, you're, you're, you're just stuck, you know? Like, <laughs> Wasn't there already a game similar to that, like Jurassic Park Survivor or something? It features like a female well, that's, protagonist? That's the new ones called that. I feel like there was a game that came out about 20 years ago that had... Well, there is. yeah, there is an older game that's similar i guess kind of is this circle but, of wizards or what are we doing here yeah <laughs> well, i was just trying to say that's cool and it's a jurassic park game and so I, I hope that they eventually bring back park as a that's fair but. that's they will when the movie comes so cavill so, yeah, and she, Sheena well, kiss yes and then, yeah uh, which would have been fantastic but that's my we, book file. Yeah. <laughs> so they we ellie is giving like a, a, a press tour basically and people are asking questions and you know she's pointing out that like the, like, is that the, Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down? Who well, is that? There's that mullet, the, that it is mullet. hilarious because he's got this mullet, but you're looking at his arms, you're like, oh, damn, that guy's a big is guy. Whipped. Uh, but she's going through each character, and she said, you know, this one thought she was going to be the next Steve Jobs, so she took the all the technology, monetized it, and she mm-hmm. became the I'm new Steve Jobs. I'm glad they didn't Wizard of Oz it. I thought, was this all fake? Did yeah, we just, right, right, did right. We just <laughs> watch the book and not that they were real? It was like, all real people. That would have been a bummer. But um, yeah. and then the guys like, you know, the guys like, did anybody have any questions? And then there's somebody that stands up in the back with a mullet, and he's like, I got a question with this really like. Henry Cavill, About? I've never heard him do an accent, <laughs> an American accent besides like the middle of America. One, yeah. yeah. But so here, and he's like, About, About that Argyle. Yeah. So 
and then we're just like, well, was he really, was he based on someone or something like right. that? And then everyone, you know, she's like, what? Looks right so at him. So apparently her subconscious is hiding more than yes. she even knows about and that Argyle is. And then the secret ending the is the post-credits that scene is the guy we, we open on the Kingsman bar and this, you know, this guy is given the code and, you know, the, the bartender's like, they must, you must really be some, be in some big trouble if they're sending you to me. And we find out that it's young Argyle. Aubrey Argyle. So there we are. And then the Kingsman something or other. Yeah. I don't know what So, that but happened. I, like, I don't know or think that they're really making that movie. I thought that was like a movie within no, a it's, book within no, a movie. No, no, no. There's, at the end of that, there's like a tag where it, yeah, says, it says, this is the next movie. Like, but I thought that was the, Argyle year one or something. I know, but I thought that was in like her book tour, like our books are so popular. They're making the movies. I didn't know if that was a real. I think yeah. that's real. I think I the said, goal is because also if you think about it from a budget standpoint, they can bring back Henry Cavill for five minutes yeah. because it's, it's him, a young kid. No it's a young kid playing. The, yeah. no, right. They actually have a plan to turn Argyle into at least a trilogy. Okay. Wow. Well, based on its $18 million opening <laughs> weekend, $200 million budget. I'm going to so, say that that's probably not going to occur. It's so weird because I think February is a dead month. Yeah. And my and I've said this before, the Draft House, which is my favorite theater, usually it was empty. For, usually for first run movies. So mine wasn't. Mine what? was like three fourths full. Were you in the big show? Yeah. No. I swear. I went. So I, I went, went at six o'clock. Uh, wow. Okay. So I went to the eleven a.m. big show at Alamo and was one of six people in there. And I'm going. Okay, it's going to be full tonight. I look on the app. It is empty all night for every so, show. I, I went to the six p.m. show so and it was about up. three okay. fourths of the way full. But I'll tell you what. That wasn't until six p.m. <laughs> which made which I knew that I'm like, oh well, if Alamo is sold out for everything when it comes out and this is empty, this movie's going to do. So terrible. they usually I will. What they they usually don't like first run stuff. They usually don't sell out. It's the older stuff. Like, if you want to go see Pulp Fiction, you better get your tickets, like, right. four weeks in advance, because that thing's going to sell out. Yeah. I don't, every movie I try to see at Alamo, if I book same day, it's almost full. So I just, yeah, this did not do well. That's, no, and it's... It, I don't think it deserved to bomb. I really think it's a fun movie. It, it definitely isn't as good as I it. mean, there's nothing else out. Yeah. There's nothing else to go see. Do you think it's because people know it's an Apple movie, and it's just going to land on streaming? Like I think that's... I just don't think... For av- the average moviegoer, I, I just don't think, think they care. Yeah. yeah. I just don't. That's think, also true. I just don't. For whatever reason, I just don't think it clicks with people. Watch I, I wonder if people also got burned down on the trailer because when you went to movies like in January and December, like yeah. it felt like the Argyle trailer wasn't for true, every was single it? one, and people just it got did. tired of it. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out what makes an audience. I mean, big names, action. You know, it seems like a fun date movie. I'm trying to think what made people not go to. Wait this. until like, Madam Web makes five hundred oh, million dollars. Dude. <laughs> no way. No, uh, no, no, no. I'll be amazed. It's if not that, going to. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. We well, thought that about Venom. That's true. That so, is an okay, anomaly. No, that's it's a, not though. But they did it twice ve- because Venom is insanely popular. That's, that is that a character um, popular. Uh, Cell Corporation. <laughs> kind of, that, something is not right about those Venom. Is that box next office. week? Is that where everybody from week? Sound of Freedom was buying tickets? <laughs> yeah, for there's friends. something not yeah. right when that movie did so well and the sequel was terrible and it made more of the same. Like there's just something going on. Yeah. I, so uh, yeah. Anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S-21, and on Letterboxd at the same. 
This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And Steve, where can they find you? I'm on Facebook and Twitter at the God Cavs. I nope. wore shorts today because I wanted to compete with Steve. Oh, I appreciate I, it. There was no reason. <laughs> you can try. Yeah, I was, I was. And uh, this is Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And, of course, don't forget our Patreon, where for 5 bucks a month you get uh, all sorts of extras. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Marion's father left her mother for his secretary. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Better watch out, it's gonna ruin the plot. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.